tuned in we will be live on facebook dr angel's page or mine mama mac here shortly uh actually it would be under my other name marcia McAllister, not mama mac i guess i don't have that under facebook welcome to go yard it is our anniversary show fourth anniversary dr angel falzoni and isn't this fun aren't we glad and we are so grateful for pete uh making this huge effort as he is running like crazy and jumping over the studio like a crazy man but here he is but he's doing our, but he's doing it he's and we're, we're, we're it. getting whoa <laughs> okay so All right. uh, okay yeah go ahead because i don't have my mic Gotcha. Got, so, now I do. Okay, now we're back. Well, now we're burning. All right. So here we go. So fourth anniversary show four years ago right now, the first night. It was this about this same date approximately in the on a Thursday night in the middle of September mm-hmm. that we had our first show. And uh, we've talked many times about how that was a scary night for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but I just like to bring it back up. You do. You do. I do. Because, you know, it just kind of reminds me of the growth that you've that you've experienced I, in four yes, years, right? a lot. And so now you tell your coworkers you just enjoy this, doing this I a lot, right? I love doing this. You know, remember our first anniversary show where I was uh, Your first no anniversary show, show uh, you got caught with a big traffic accident on your way here and was stuck behind traffic. You could not get out. <laughs> And uh, Nan happened to walk in that night, which is just bizarre. She we, She's never done that before or since. Wow. I, I think she was yeah. in the neighborhood, and she just stopped by. And I said, get in here and help me with this show. <laughs> Angel's missing in action. And then in the meantime, you started texting and saying you would be here. I'm trying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. Mess. That was the first year. But so we've had a lot of good years. We and have. we have been doing uh, all these shows uh, with a goal in mind. What goal is that? Just helping our listeners live the best life possible. Right. To live, not to exist, not but to, to live. Just muddle through, but to enjoy this journey. And we enjoy doing these shows. Mm-hmm. But our goal is to help people live better. It's a life coaching show. Go Yard means hitting a home run, and baseball is our thing. So that's what it means. And so uh, our goal is always to help people hit home runs instead of striking out. Oh, yes. And yeah. I think so many people are out there feeling the strikeout, feeling the strikeout. You right. Know, and it, it gets discouraging. It gets discouraging. Uh, for those of you that might be new to this show, uh, Dr. Angel is a Ph.D., licensed mental health counselor, and our resident expert. And I'm a jack-of-all-trades, yes. uh, Mama Mac, <laughs> pastor for many, many years, still pastoring, real estate agent, etc. So just a lot of uh, experience with counseling, but also a lot of experience with just Life interacting with people. Oh, there you go. And expecting my 12th grandchild right away. That is so amazing. I know. Well, congratulations. I, I don't know. even know if I've told you that. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. So anyway, with all that said, last week we talked about the difference between reacting and responding because we kind of did a preliminary to our anniversary show by setting up that whole concept. So you want to talk about that just a second while sure. Pete continues to dance around the studio? He's so cool. He's, he's amazing. He but is. yeah, so reacting versus responding. Reacting is something that is very impulsive. It just, it happens. It's like something goes wrong and you give a reaction, you give a right. response, but you're not thinking about it. You're not, it's usually out of like, a feeling or an emotion, sure. usually a strong one. They're usually not great choices. Those are the ones that we lay in bed at like three in the morning and we're we like, think, oh, I should have, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said <laughs> that. I should have, I should have. What was wrong with me? Why did I? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And, 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 and for, for that reason, there's so many times that we really get very, very frustrated with ourselves when we react, right? Oh, we sure and do. And welcome Facebook. We just got her set up and we are up and running. All right. Go 
Go ahead. Yeah, so when we are reacting to something, it's not usually the choice we really want to make, and then we have a lot of regrets. And, yes. You know, I hear, one of the things I hear in the counseling room a lot is, oh, I'm up all through the night with all these thoughts racing through my head, all the things I should have done or didn't do or did wrong right. throughout the day. Yeah. And those are usually... Reactions. Reactions, yes. Um, and so, you know, when we respond, there's it's more of a measured thing, don't you think, than just it's reacting? Controlled. It's a little more controlled. It is. When we when we respond, there's, it's like calculated. We're like thinking it through. So we're looking at cause and effect and those like consequences and different things. So it's a calculated reply to something. Reply. And, and you know, I'm thinking about in these four years, we've done so many different topics and we've done topics on parenting and on divorce and on teenagers and all kinds of things. And I think a lot of parents, you and I are both parents of three, and we we have had many times in our lives where we've reacted instead of responded uh, with, oh, a, yes. oh, yes. <laughs> with a wise response, right? And we've just become, we have, we have just reacted. And so... I think part of this show, our goal is to help people see, find ways they can get along better with their family unit, with their workplace, with their significant relationship, whatever that might be. Don't True. You think? Oh, yes. And if we're reacting, we're we're not doing it the, the best way we can. And right. we're setting ourselves up to a lot of frustration yes. and we don't have to and so one of the things we need to do is kind of look at when do i react what's happening right what's my button yeah the, the, your hot buttons right what's your hot because buttons? don't you think that's the reason a lot of people just react instead of respond that the, the kids learn this oh, our yes children our grandchildren our work even our work uh, friends. Yes, they do. They learn how to push our buttons, you know, bosses, etc. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes our kids especially manipulate and control us because they're able to. Yep. They know exactly <laughs> where to hit the button to get the response that they're trying to get to get something that they're trying. You know, it's all, it's calculated for them and when we are reactionary, you know, right. we're easy to manipulate and control when we're reactionary. Absolutely. One of the series we've done a couple times in these four years has had to do with boundary setting. Mm-hmm. And it, and that really goes along with responding mm-hmm. versus reacting, doesn't it? Sure you does. You want to define that for our you audience? Know, and, and boundaries are just... You know, kind of you think it's like a fence, you know, that's a boundary. That's my yard. You know, people know what belongs to me and boundaries are, you know, our guidelines for what I'm responsible for, who I'm responsible to, what I need to take care of, like how am I going to allow people to talk to me or react to me or respond or whatever? What am I going to allow? And that's a big part of what we've been trying to do on this show for four years is help all of us, you and I included, oh, yes. learn to set proper boundaries in relationships, in, in our job, in our work life, all of it, so that we aren't consumed by working 24-7, you know, constantly or consumed with our thoughts of thinking, oh, I got forgot to get that thing done at work, and, and living by that instead of ever relaxing. Oh, you know, and that's happening so much. I mean, I can't tell you the number of emails I get coming through at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night that are work-related, work 2 related. in the morning, 4 in the morning. Like, they it's come ridiculous. all hours of the day. People aren't stopping to breathe right. and let their body kind of reset. Well, and another big concept that we've been doing in these four years is we've had shows on how to, how to conquer worry, mm-hmm. fear, anxiety, panic attacks. Uh, just things that so many people deal with and in particular uh, uh, marital relationships or significant other relationships we've talked a lot about those things through the years all of these are on podcast here Mm -hmm. and they're on our website which is you can write it down www.goyard2014 that's the year we began four years ago goyard2014.org it's an org so we have all these shows there and they have titles on yes them. yes they are tagged and titled so you'll be able to find a show that's relevant to sure. what you're going through absolutely so tonight we want to go into this whole concept of embracing life versus enduring and 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 you know so often don't you think people really do just basically kind of grit their teeth and like oh i gotta get through another day you know or i've gotta stay married another year to this guy or i've gotta you know and it becomes an endurance test mm-hmm. instead of enjoyment and embracing where you are in life oh yes 
Yes, endurance is it's a suffering. Yeah, it's you know, a suffering. So we're taking yeah. whatever's right. happening in life, whatever we're experiencing, and we're seeing it through this view of uh, this is a suffrage for X, Y, Z. So I'm just existing. I'm just right. remaining. It's like another just, E word right there, is. existing. And I'm, I'm just yeah. kind of like have my head up just above water, hoping that it doesn't take me under. And right. there's so many people in that that place they live that right way, now. and they're miserable. And basically, it comes out a lot of times in their tone of voice mm-hmm. when they talk with their family, friends, or work-related people. It's it can it can come out in just depression oh. and anxiety, panic, like we talked about. It can come out in so many ways. When yes, when you are just enduring, you feel very stressed you feel the pressures of everything happening you don't feel like when is it going to get better or is there a better you know you're just let me get through let me get through and you know that's not how we were meant to I think that when people live in a mindset of enduring that they become angry I'm just throw that at you. Is that possible? That is, well, you know my famous phrase. Could be. Could be, yes. That's Um, your famous phrase. We've heard that for four years now. Could be. Because that's a safe comment for a a doctor to say. But go ahead. Well, yes. And anger can be a sign of depression, too. So, yeah, we'll see anger. We'll see bitterness. We'll see resent, you know, people resenting their life or other people in their life. We'll see, um, you know, people get sick more often when you're enduring. We, we've totally. talked so much about, you know, the physical body connected to the emotional we body. We have in these four years, and you've given us a lot of research uh, yes. and where different organs of our bodies are affected by certain emotional things, right? Absolutely. So when you are enduring, you are going to get the colds and flus more often but you yeah. are more likely going to have issues with gastrointestinal issues you could have heart issues like their skeleton break more bones like there's so many things it breaks down in your body when you're doing that and some of the shows we've really stressed that research that medical research it's out there so y'all can oh, look yes. it up if you did say oh, clinic that, or the mayo clinic yeah, if you and, think that's crazy what we just said then yeah go look it up for yourself because it's out there therefore mm-hmm. we need to be our best selves to be our healthiest selves right we sure do and not all of us feel that way. I mean, a lot of us are, a lot of people don't take care of their bodies. I mean, we all have problems with that, right? Sure, we all, we all have our bad habit, whatever that is. Right, you know, or more. Cookies at midnight or right. whatever. You're still doing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but but when we have a mindset of enduring instead of embracing life and enjoying life, right? When we have an attitude and a mindset of enduring, those type of people tend to isolate, correct? Yes. Can you explain that? Yes, they Well, isolation is they're just exhausted and right. they're pulling in or another E word exhausted. Yeah, exhausted. Yeah. Or they're, you know, letting everybody else know how bad they're enduring. Right. Those are attention seeking endurers. They're like, I need everybody in the whole world. world to know they're that. the one posting it all over Facebook. Like oh, yeah. there's great little pieces. Oh, this day is horrible. Right. Yes. Yeah. But when we endure, it, it's really just, it's breaking us down. Right. And it's really interfering with our quality of life all over. Right. All of it. So enduring has side effects that people don't even realize because people, a lot of people, and I've heard it through the years uh, as a pastor, as a counselor, I've heard people say, well, I'm just going to, you know, make it with my husband until the The kids kids are are out of school, (laughs) right? Or until this happens or that happens or until I get a promotion, I have money to move out and all and all and all that. And so that is that endurance realm. Mm -hmm. Where that's not living the go yard life that we've been talking about for four years. That's not. not hitting home runs in life. That's just barely bunting the ball or striking out. Yes, definitely striking out. Definitely striking uh, when out. When we're enduring. And, you know, we are not meant to sitting in that for a long period of time either. Like Why? Our bodies weren't created to handle that much stress and pressure. And okay. the longer you- we're in it the more effects you're going to have. You just said the S word that I was going to say next, stress. Yes. Stress. Because stress is such a, we hear about it all the time, but yet we can't really see it, but we certainly can feel it. Oh, yes, we can. Right? 
okay? And for those who live in that realm of enduring, stress is huge. It sure is. I mean, it zaps your energy. It interferes with your sleep. It interferes with your ability to, like, eat healthy. Some people eat a lot when they're stressed. Some people don't eat it all when they're stressed. Right, yeah. Um, And you physically can feel it. Like, it can be harder to breathe. Like, you can feel tightness in your chest or your muscles. And, like, you feel the pressure. You feel like something's wrong. Mm -hmm. I propose to you that when you're enduring and the stress level is rising, it's almost like our our good thinking and reasoning kind of goes out the window and we are so overwhelmed. I guess that's the word I'm looking for by that enduring and the stress and the pressure that we've caused actually on ourselves a lot of times or that we're putting on others. And so tensions rise, uh, tone of voice, Mm -hmm. uh, snappy, snappy, screaming, reactionary, right. Crying a lot at a breath you know, bam, can cry, Mm -hmm. you know? And if that's you that we're defining right now, it's time to do something about that. Yes. If you want to, because everybody always has a free choice. You don't have to there. Yes, we do have free choice and that we can change. We can change how, you know, we might not be able to change the pressures around us, but we can change how we go through that. Exactly. And, uh, for the person that is saying right now or watching us on Facebook or listening on the radio as they drive home from work for the person who's going, yeah, I get that, but you don't know what kind of pressure I live under all the time. And it's not easy to just change it. This is complicated. This is complicated. This is complicated. What do you say to them? Well, what I say to them is, first of all, the difference between an enduring and embracing is not the situations going on around you. Ah, excellent point. So that's inside of you. Right. So you can be enduring the same thing or embracing the same thing. It's how you're viewing So everything. it's a mindset. It is a mindset. You know, when we are embracing things, we are accepting and we're, we're, we're going through it willfully. Okay. We're figuring it out willfully. We're right. accepting, okay, this is where it's happening. I can't change these things, but I'm going to willfully continue to work through this, to let it strengthen me, help me grow, to move forward. I'm going to give you a couple examples. All right. Okay. We talked last week about the seasons of our lives because... Uh, I still remember a lot of events from childhood. I'm sure you do too, right? Mm -hmm. And then I can remember a lot from junior high. And then high school happened. And then college. And all my friends got married young, so I did too at age 20. And and now that seems way too young for kids to get married. I I mean, seriously now, you know. But it happens. I was a mommy at 21. Oh, you were a mommy at 21. I was 25. But still... I mean, you know, we look at those stages and each stage in life seems to have its own issues, Mm -hmm. its own brand new stress areas. Oh, yes, it does. You know, I mean, it feels like, and I I teach a lot of parenting classes and I always tell my parents, it feels like just when you've gotten the stage figured out, you're in a new one. You're in a new one. Right. And then that's why. Well, I mean, just look at babies. You know, my youngest grandchild, Joel, right now, he's like 14 months old. And it just seems like yesterday he was born. And yet he's this toddler running around already. And he's 14 months old. And he's got his own thoughts and his own opinions. And, and he does. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. And so I think that this is one of the things that we all as human beings struggle with, that the seasons of our lives sometimes sneak up on us very quickly. Oh, yes. They do. And we just look and we're going, oh, whoa, I just turned 40. I'm thinking about you at your party a couple of years ago. I remember it very well. It was an 80s birthday party and and you acted like you were 20 or 18 or something out there (laughs) in your crazy outfit from the 80s and dancing the night away. But I mean, those those are milestones kind of in our lives. And sometimes we can see that that season has changed and sometimes it bleeds into more years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not definitive like from... From the, like high school, mm-hmm. let's say is tenth grade through twelfth grade. It's not like that from that point on. No, right? No. College can you can even string that out for years and and all. Well, and then we have people going to college in their thirties or forties or fifties or sixties. We have absolutely, uh, you know, people you know having yeah. children younger, having children, children older. older. Like yeah, the seasons can you can have children long, young and then have more when you're older. Like you can be in different seasons. It's There's exactly no, right. Like right or wrong about it. Right. So it's not linear. You're right. It's, it's not. Very just 
uh, fluid. And so doesn't that kind of make it a little harder in a way? I mean, yes. because it makes it less predictable. And so we are creatures of wanting things to happen a certain way, certain time. I got to figure this out. This is what's going to happen when I turn 60 or when I turn 40 or when I turn 30 or whatever. Uh, and it can be so not what we thought it was going to be. Oh, yes. And life can come and throw a twist and turn in there at any time. And, you know, and how do we how do we deal with it throughout our seasons that we're going through, too? Like life is happening, too, while we're happening in our seasons. And so it can be it can be stressful. Life can be really challenging. But if we're fighting these seasons, there you go. There you go. If we're fighting them and saying, no, I, I don't care that I just turned whatever age. Let's just pick one. Let's say 55. Uh, I don't care that I still feel like I am 25 and I'm going to keep acting like I am 25 and I'm still going to go out and party hardy and blah, 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 like I'm 25. Right? Yes. We see a lot of people doing I that. I do see a lot of people doing that. That's very correct. Right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that will do everything they can, Botox included, to try to look younger, mm-hmm. etc. Because right. they they're not embracing because that they're not embracing season. yeah right they're fighting it and when we're fighting it we're enduring it and we're it's just we're putting so much energy and effort into trying to not let it happen but it's gonna happen it's gonna happen you cannot stop the clock <laughs> sorry you can't. as much as we'd like to say okay this is the perfect age I want to stay right here I remember thinking that years ago I think when I was in four, mid forties I thought this is perfect right here I like this yeah let's stay right here well, you can't. I mean, obviously. How'd that work for you? It didn't work well at all, no. So, I hear you. But, you know, you're right about this thing of embracing it. And, and you're also, this whole thing of embracing has a lot to do with enjoying. It does. Does that, you're saying, well, Dr. Angel, my life has got all these problems all over the place. But you can find the nuggets of enjoyment. There's always little nuggets, no matter what's going on. Don't you think that goes back to our mindset issue? Absolutely because does. people can get their mindset in a funk, like depression. They lose a spouse or they or they lose a child or, or something happens, major trauma that they weren't expecting, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Because life happens yes. whether we expect it to or not. Yes. Right? And so when those things, those major traumas happen, it's even more important that we try to keep a good, positive perspective on life. Absolutely. You know, I think that comes into knowing our purpose. And we have talked so much about our purpose because, you know, and I think that is one of the things that make it that line if I'm enduring or am I embracing. When I have a purpose, when I know what my purpose is, this is a part of my purpose. Right. And I can embrace this because it's refining me into my purpose. Right. It has a higher, a purpose beyond who I am. It when does. we don't, it is suffrage. Well, and I and I we don't talk much about spiritual things on this show. We do that on our Sunday afternoon show at three o'clock. But but really there is a spiritual component, whether people deny God or whatever, there is still a spiritual component when you're talking about purpose. Don't oh, you think? Yes. yes. I mean, because purpose goes to a bigger plan. Mm-hmm. In my case, I believe God's plan. Right. You believe that, too. Uh, But not everybody believes that. But just okay. So a an overall plan for those who say, no, I don't want any of that spiritual stuff. Okay, Is are you do you have a life plan? Do you have a direction? Do you know where you're headed in your career with your family, whatever, Mm -hmm. with your friends? Are you going to have friends? You're going to be isolationist. Exactly. And that's what. You know, it comes under that purpose. And that when we don't have it, yeah, I think we are much more likely to endure. Wow. Let's go to break here, Pete. Oh, wow. It's already and break time. It's already break time. On the, we are on our fourth anniversary show right here on Go Yard. Glad you're joining us tonight, Facebook and live. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. 
This is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products, dot com. This is the Talk Radio Network. In me. Me too. Yes. You too, right? Yes. I'm going to look right at the camera right here and welcome our Facebook uh, friends again and introduce ourselves one more time. If people are just now tuning in, I am actually Marcia McAllister, but on this show I go by Mama Mac, and uh, that fits well in my family dynamic too. Mm-hmm. And this is Dr. Angel Falzoni, PhD, licensed mental health counselor, a resident expert. We've been doing this show together now for four years. Tonight marks exactly the four-year anniversary, which we are very glad and grateful to be on Facebook Live tonight because of our engineer, Pete. Yes, Which we appreciate it very much. This this, uh, show is a a life coaching show. Go Yard comes from the term hitting a home run in life. And so our whole goal on this show has been for four years, Dr. Angel, what? To help our listeners hit those home runs and to live life and live it well. That's exactly right. So it's a life coaching show. And would you define that? Well, life coaching is about when you're coaching somebody, you're, you're giving them tools to go practice, to get through, to help them refine their skills and to do something better. And right. so this is what we're giving tools to help change your direction a little bit and let you get better, but develop skills. I want, I'm, you said exactly what I wanted you to say, and we don't have oh, you, any script you, you or anything. Me. Right, I trapped <laughs> you. But I, I wanted you to talk about, this leads into that, how so many people in life get into ruts. Mm-hmm. They get into ruts of behavior. They get into ruts of thinking, mindsets. They get into ruts of jobs that they hate. I can't tell you the number of people I've known through the years that go, I hate my job. Okay, then why are you still there? Well, I can't get anything else. Well, come on. Yeah, you can. You can do something. Think outside the box, you know. Ruts in families are very difficult, too, when we get into a dynamic where mama always wins or Mm -hmm. daddy always wins or there's always screaming and shouting and that's how. And then tomorrow we just go eat eat together and everything's fine like we act like no apologies just i've believe me i've known family dynamics like that through the years and that's how they behave and and really our goal here on this show dr angel is the opposite of that which is to get get out of those ruts and yeah and to get living your life not existing in it yes get get there get living and find some things that make you happy so i mean You and I are baseball enthusiasts, so that lent perfectly to the name of this show. And so we go to games from time to time, and we have other friends that do, and we love baseball. So there are some people going, I don't like baseball. It's just "Ah, boring, you know. Uh, But sports are a good outlet for people, don't you think, to identify with. Like, Mm -hmm. this is my team, this isn't my team, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, because, yeah, you have. We don't have the same teams. We don't have the same teams. No, we we don't. we respect each other. But we respect each other, and, yeah. And, you know, it's not good on the days the Red Sox play the race. That is true. Right. So, but with all that said, I think, my personal opinion is, sports, me playing them many years ago and then actually watching them forever. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago as a, a missionary's kid in Central America, I started listening to baseball when I was 11 or 12 oh, on wow. a shortwave radio. Did I tell you that? No. We had a shortwave radio in Guatemala that would pick up San Francisco. That was all I could get, oh, okay, wow. as far as the states. So I want, I learned to listen to the Giants. No TV, of course. So I grew up like I was a San Francisco Giant fan because it's the only team I could listen to, right? Aww. But but that at an early age was I learned Willie. Those were the days of Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle and all those greats. And so it was. It became a, a fun thing to look forward to, trying to find that tune in, see if I could catch any of the game, you know. And I say that to say, just from my own personal life, that I've found that when I have hobbies, when I have interests, I I am much quicker to embrace life than endure. 
Oh, yeah, because they're, they're supports for us. You know, they kind of, they give us a mental break from all the stuff oh, that's oh, going oh, on oh, around us. Oh, I so us. agree. Yeah. And our brain has that little bit of downtime, so then when we come back to what's around us, we have more energy and a fresh pair of eyes, and we feel rested, and we can handle it better. I can so easily fall asleep watching a game. I mean, now you say, well, you must be bored. No, no. I just relax. Right. And I, and I can doze off for a minute or two. I'm like, whoa, what just happened? Somebody just hit the ball, you know. But but it's that de-stressing mm-hmm. for me and things like that. And politics is just the opposite for me. Oh, it just gets geez. me like, rah, rah. So I don't, that's, that's not relaxing. But there are things we each need to find in our lives now with Netflix and things like that. We have outlets for for de-stressing. That's my point I'm trying to make. Yeah, it took me a while to get there, did, but, but I got there. Okay. De-stressing is vital. It is crucial to us living a go-yard life or us enjoying our life at any... And you have to find what it is that feeds you. Everyone's different. There's no magic. This is what you should do um, to de-stress. It's what feeds you. Is it music? Is it taking a walk? Is it sitting at the ocean? Is it sports? Is it, I don't know, hiking, writing, reading? What fills There's so many things that we are privy to in this day and age that we can do to fill our lives with Mm -hmm. like hiking and like kayaking and all those things these things get you into nature getting outdoors to me is huge now we just have gone through a very hot summer here in florida but even then we find ourselves outdoors and it really does help to get outside of your four walls oh yes it does it it just refreshes you this show is one of my de-stressors oh me too i I come in here on thursday night i'm like half half alive with you when we first start now i perk right up and you know because it fills me yeah and because we enjoy talking about these things and because we know that these are topics that we all need to talk about. Oh, yes. And so now we're going to talk more in, in this segment here. Oh, my gosh. We've just got about 18 more minutes. So <laughs> so here we go. We get, Let's talk about embracing and how do you really embrace and enjoy life when you when somebody might call in and say, you know, you don't know what I'm going through. I've got this awful thing happening and this awful thing. And then, you know, my husband just left me and on and on and on. Real painful Issues in life, which we are not in any way downplaying those no, things. No, not at all. Life, not at all. Life. It's hard. It's hard. I, oh, but, and that's happening. And embracing it just means I'm, first, I'm acknowledging, yes, this is going on around me. Isn't that a big first step? Yes. Stop right there on that first step. Okay. Why do we have to acknowledge it? Well, when we are acknowledging it, we are giving, we're giving it the life it, it deserves because it is happening. And when we're not acknowledging it, we're ignoring it. We're not going to be able to do anything about it because we haven't even admitted that this it's is going on. Right? Like we have to say, yes, I'm going to acknowledge this is happening because then we can start. What can I do? What can I do? If it's even just give myself a support to help me de-stress and take a mental break, that's something you can do. Right. But when you aren't even acknowledging it, you don't feel like you have to do anything. Right. You know, it's just happening to me happening and you're ignoring it and we're getting more. It's like quicksand. It's taken us down, but we're not willing to put, you know, acknowledgement to it. So acknowledging is super important. Okay. Not what next? Well, I think once we acknowledge it, what is there something I can do? Okay. There you go. Asking yourself that question. I can do to lessen this. Maybe, you know, a lot of times people get themselves in the rut because they're helpers and they want to go help, help, help. But when their life starts to get crazy, you have to pull back from that sometimes because you need the energy for your own life. So maybe I need to pull back a little bit. All right. Let me take you off on a rabbit trail here. All right. Okay. I've known a whole lot of families through my life. I'm not talking about my family. My family, I'm very blessed. But but I've known a lot of families, pastoring and et cetera, that are very, I think the word is enmeshed with each other, Mm -hmm. which just adds to your own stress. Do you want to talk about that? And what does the word enmesh mean? So when you were saying enmeshment, it's like being tangled Tangled together. It's all tangled up. And so it's a total lack, the opposite of boundaries. Uh, No one is taking care of their own business and everyone, they're letting everyone else into their business. It's all a hot mess. Right. And a hot mess. A hot mess. It's it's like the word of the day. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, It's a huge dysfunction. Right. And when we're in that, now we have everyone else's problems as if they are our own because we're so enmeshed. And and then we become so like, I got to help her. I got to fix this. I got to take care of this. Right. While we're not taking care of our own. 
that's what happens with a measurement, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing I've seen for years in families and in people in workplaces and in people in churches, let's just be honest with that okay. too, okay, is that the little gossip thing starts. Oh, yes. Okay, and pretty soon a thing you told some family member or you told some wonderful prayer partner at church has suddenly gotten into 15 other ears, you know, or fifth sets and of changed ears. And, and changed. And changed. And it's now a different story. Right, but right. yes. And, and there's no like sense of, you know, respecting people's boundaries. Like when someone shares something in confidence, keeping it that way. Oh my gosh. This is so important to really embracing life is learning to be a vault. You yes, call a vault. I call it a vault. A vault. V-A-U-L-T. Define why you're a vault. I'm a and vault. I have found you to be a vault. I am. When people tell me something, it, it stops with me. It's yeah. their story to tell. It is not mine. Right. And I, it's not my business. So I keep it confidential because that's respect I have for that person. Exactly. And I want to be a safe place for people to be able to just be real or be raw or express something that might just be impulsive in the moment and work through it. Right. So that they can get through. It's kind of like attorney client privilege. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> Except I do it everywhere, not just with my clients and patients. Okay. Like everyone in my life, I keep their business their business. Okay. Why is that important and how does that whole concept help you embrace life versus being enmeshed with problems constantly? Well, when when it stops here, it, there's not getting out anymore else. So we're not enmeshing it anywhere. It stops. Right. And that gives that person an opportunity, first of all, just to get it out and hear what it sounds like, and then maybe figure out some ways to help themselves. Being a vault doesn't mean I'm giving them answers. It means I'm just giving them a safe place. And if somebody's confiding you, be careful that they're not testing you because I have seen this, right? It, professionally, I've seen this, that they tell you something and then they're looking to see if it, if you're telling it, if you're, if you're a true confidential source or not. So they'll test you with something safe. Yeah. To see. Um, because so many people do not respect that boundary. Not they anymore. Just, well, you know, I call it diarrhea of the mouth. You know, right. They just let it all go to everyone because right. they got important information. And right. It's just not healthy and it's not fair. So all that enmeshing where we are too involved in, in somebody else's mm-hmm. intimate details of their life, whether whatever that def- definition of intimate is, I mean... You know, like what that fight yeah. was about last night with mm-hmm. your husband or whatever. And this happens in workplace uh, all the time. And they people go into work and, and on their break, they're saying, oh, I can't believe he did this. And he's mm-hmm. told this and he said this. And pretty soon everybody around you in your cubicle knows around your cubicle that and so what happens you had a fight when, with your husband last night. When things like this get out and become public knowledge, there's, you know, shame. Yeah. yeah. You know, these are challenging emotions to kind of work their embarrassment right you know maybe you're losing respect from people or they're thinking differently of you because people are judging right and they might not even have the right and accurate details and so it doesn't feel safe right so why work through a problem i'm just gonna you know pretend like it doesn't exist and so that's what a lot of people do get to endure right and so we've got by embracing you say okay your second point was, and I, I'm the one that went off on the. Oh, I don't even have them numbered, and if you think I'm going to remember, I, I, I okay. don't know, but <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> okay, but your point was this whole thing where I went on the family thing about so often, you know, we get so, we just got to talk about it. It, it, it. What can we do to work What can we do it? about it? But what, what uh, where the rabbit trail went was we talk about it, and, but we don't do anything about it. Right. And so it actually it gets us in more trouble with more people. Yeah, if we're, you know, picking up the phone to call our 20 closest friend to right. talk about this, that's not helping us. It's not. But if you're sitting down with one or two really right. good and confidants. And people you and, can trust. Yeah, you know, let it go. Sometimes just in hearing yourself say what you're saying, right. you'll see, oh, wait, maybe this isn't what I thought it was, or it's not right. as bad, or, oh, I can do this, that might help. Like, it gets it out. Yeah. So it's that is a part of embracing, actually, to say, let me look at this. You've got a journal in front of you, and you and I firmly believe in journaling. Why? And that's oh another gosh. way to embrace. It really is, because it's an outlet. It's a, a safe place that you can just let it go raw. It doesn't have to, you don't have to worry about someone judging you. No, or, thinking, or reading it. And you can be in the moment and like, you know, I hate my job, blah, 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 blah. You know, get, get it out. So it's right. not poisoning your systems. Right. 
And, and, and keep that journal locked or put somewhere. Oh, yes. I mean, don't let people around that. No. Mm-mm. How many times have we had little brothers and sisters get into our diaries, you know, years ago? Mm-hmm. I remember that. All my diaries had locks on them when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, and that little key. I remember that I found one recently. <laughs> little tiny key. Yeah, sure. Okay, that sure kept them out. Scissors could have got them in. Yes, I know. All right. But it felt safe when I was like eight. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So journaling, talking about it, whatever the case, trying to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another point on this as far as embracing is looking for the good that can come from it. Mm -hmm. That's that purpose. That's that purpose. And we take that back to spiritually because Mm -hmm. I have found in life that when I trust God to work out a situation that's very difficult and I just say, God, here it is. Okay. I, I can't, I can't fix it. You know, and I just give it to him. So often it works out in such an amazing way. I could never have thought of how it could have worked out that way. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you've released it. I've released it. Mm-hmm. That's and that's it's release is very important. To let so it go. you're not fighting it, right? You're not hiding it. You're not ignoring it, and you realize that it's beyond my human capacity. So release it. Okay, so let's take that back to the seasons of our lives because they're going to happen. Yes, they are. And we, I remember being an empty nester. We've all, you're not quite there. I'm not there, there but we I'm still, You still got one home, but you're close. But but for our listeners that have been, become empty nesters and like, this is weird. Where's all the noise? Where's all the kids? Where's all the commotion? Who am I cooking for? Or you're cooking suddenly for yourself mm-hmm. or not at all and you're going to Chick-fil-A. Okay, <laughs> yes. so whatever the case may be, those seasons in our lives need to be embraced and quit worrying about how old we are. You know, that is so true. Our I culture mean, looks for everybody to be does. young and 30, yes. and we're not. And guess what? You know, you're not. I'm not 30. And I'm not. No. And Pete's not. I don't know. Maybe Pete is 30. Are you 30, Pete? I'm going to be 40 in a couple weeks. There you go. Are uh, you embracing that? I am, absolutely, because I feel better than ever. I feel like I'm in better shape. I mean, sometimes I don't feel like it, and sometimes I don't necessarily look like it because I got gray hair. But I always heard the uh, 40 is the new 20. So I'm embracing it. Thank you for What's your it? Thank, thank you. you for your input. You're yes. welcome. And you know, <laughs> that's what we have to do, Dr. Angel. We have to embrace these changes. Pete, that's a good example Pete just gave us. Because we can get so flummoxed. Is that a word? Yeah. Flummoxed. It is a word. Okay. And and it means to be so combobulated, okay? Mm-hmm. To be so blah about turning a new age, 40, 50, 60. And, and instead of embracing the fact that I'm still here. Yes. And you know, God's no matter, given me another year. You know? What number it is we're turning, there are people who didn't make it to that right. number. Like, it is a gift. It's a gift. Every day is a gift. And you have all the gifts that this life has given you and yeah. the lessons and the strength and the experience. And it's a gift. Yeah, it's kind of cool, don't you think? It really is. Like, I, people post stuff on Facebook, like, you know, these three pills. Would you take a pill to get a million dollars or to go start your life, for, at, you know, over again, knowing everything, you know? Like, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. No. You know, because because we've learned where and we're, we are where we are now because of what's happened to us and what we've right. learned. So if you change anything in that formula, you're not going to be the same. You're not going to be the same. But if we embrace life as it comes mm-hmm. with its change, because it will with its family dynamics, because they will change. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time I held my first little grandbaby in my arms, Rylan, and um, in 1995. And I thought I'm too young to be a grandma. <laughs> that place no i didn't i but i was so excited to embrace this new generation and now number 12 is coming so all of those years of all of those experiences i wouldn't trade them for anything to I, it's precious to me mm-hmm. every part of it you know it's precious to me because you've embraced yeah the life that you have and where you are right now in this moment is right you're good with it, you yeah. know, and we got to get off these, you know, arbitrary, you know, quantitative measures of like age and this and that. And like, look at where am I really at right, right. now in my life? Yeah, right. And so when we do that, then we can begin to actually validate ourselves for where we are and also say, okay, I accept myself right where I am. Mm-hmm. I can't change that gray hair. No. I can't change. Like, well, well, I can. You could. <laughs> you could. Yeah. But I mean, you know, but you know, I can't change the, my age. Not really. I can try my best to look good at my age, but the point is I need to embrace where mm-hmm. I am and where God has to. me in this place in my life. Yes. 
and and with it has its unique gifts and its unique you know experiences that are going to happen and things you wouldn't get at another stage of your life right. because it just wasn't at that time for you so right. we have to stop fighting what's going to happen but that goes right along with fighting is enduring yes you know instead of embracing oh yes when you're, or enjoying when you're fighting it you are just enduring and right. you're miserable right. i don't think i've ever met anyone fighting something that was like oh i'm happy i'm having a good day like they're miserable right because fighting it and enduring it always comes into the it pulls you down it's it's a sucks the life there you out go of you. that's exactly what it does right it sure does and so, so let's just concentrate for the next couple minutes here before we get out of the show tonight the embracing our lives and the seasons of our lives and embracing change in our lives because so many people struggle with that dr angel they do you know i think as humans we we really don't like change we, we like don't. things to stay the same yeah we don't like change um <laughs> however there is nothing staying the same like every day is everything's different you know everything's constantly in motion and moving and so stop fighting that things are going to change and, and acknowledge it so that's how we can embrace it yes things are going to change tomorrow is not going to be today right and so when we see that in that mindset when i have all these problems tomorrow is not today right right there's hope right this change thing is actually good, you know, and I tell people if you're in a good season of your life, you know, hang on because there's going to be, you know, bumps in there's your road. Be, and if yeah. you're in the bumps, hang on because the good, there's, there's good in there. It's a cycle. Um, I just ran across the scripture in the book of Acts chapter two last week, and uh, it was a quote from David back in the Old Testament. And he said, I've pitched my tent in the land of hope. Talk about that. Well, and that's that positive perspective. Right. Like, you can look at a situation and make it doom and gloom and, you know, no good, no purpose, you know, try to fight it, whatever. You're going to be miserable. Right. Or you can say, things are constantly changing. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. Next week is a new week. Mm -hmm. Next month is a new month. Like, there's hope in that. And hope right. gives us strength, but it is helping us embrace. That's that willingly going through it with hope. Enthusiastically is actually part of the definition of embrace. Oh, really? It's, yes. It's an act of accepting something willfully and enthusiastic or enthusiastically. Oh, wow. That's yeah. good. So there's some positive, like, embracing thinking, has to do with enthusiasm, huh? Right. Okay. And it's all about our mindset. Right. Does not matter how much is going on around us. Right. You know, I watch people that have so much going on around them and they're just, they endure and they're doing it. And then you see people who relatively don't have a lot going on and they're miserable. Right. And you're just, that's just how you look at it. It is how you look at it. So when you live life with hope and expectancy, you're look you're expecting something to change yes. for the better. Yes. And so our, our message to you listeners out there in Facebook land and on the radio tonight is that we have been doing our best for four years to bring that message of hope to you and to cause you to desire to embrace life with all its fullness and to make the most of what you have and to, and to make some changes. I think that's a big part of what we've talked about in four years. Yes, we have. And, you know, this is all going to kind of sum down to that boundaries. Because until you know oh, what does, you're responsible to, what you're responsible right. for, you aren't going to be sure what needs what even needs to change or what should look like. So, really, if you're struggling and you're enduring, get into the boundary series. Right. that is a great place to start getting your power. Because in the boundary talk, we begin to realize maybe we are taking on more of the problem than we need to. We, uh, that it might belong it to our daughter or our son or our mother that it really is their problem but we are trying to solve it yes usually we're we isn't that codependency of, and what is codependency Ooh, well codependency is part <laughs> of enmeshment and it's really right. enabling someone to continue in negative destructive behaviors right. of some type it's me rescuing them or keeping oh, rescuing. them from their yes. own consequences of their right. own actions. We've talked a lot about rescuing. That's mm -hmm. a very powerful force in our lives for negative, for oh, yes. bad, when we rescue so much. Oh, yes. So let's just, oh, we've only got a couple minutes here, Dr. Angel. So this, this show has flown by tonight. This show has flown by. I hope we've been a help to our listeners. But I want you just to, you know, have at it. Say what you want to as far as sum up of what you feel the last four years have been about. Or even just what we've been doing in this show. 
Well, the, the last four years are really about, you know, given that hope, that message of you do have power. Yeah. You can make changes. You can do this better. Like, I don't think we hear that enough in our society. Right. And really trying to change that stigma of mental health where people feel like, uh, do, you know, mental health is all about, you know, me having something wrong with me and, and changing it to this of coaching of you have a lot going on that's good. Let's refine what's good and, and help build you more strength to do it even better. And and to take that stigma away. So it's encouraging us to live life mm-hmm. to its fullest. To its fullest. I don't think there's any baseball manager that gets in the dugout and says, no, I don't want anybody hitting a home run tonight. No. I don't want anybody getting on base. No, no, we're not doing that. No. But we're uh, living our lives like that. But we are so often, and it's the voice in our head that's the coach that's mm-hmm. saying, you can't do this, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to have a base hit tonight. You're not going to hit a home run. I mean, that's just... Yeah, we need a to metaphor. change coaches we if need that's to, happening. That's right. But it happens to everybody mm-hmm. in different points in their life. They get that depressed or that discouraged. Sure. I mean, depression is one of the number one mental health issues across America. It's like right. the top one that people struggle with. And then anxiety is right under that. So, exactly. you know, we can do something about this. And don't forget that some of your medical illnesses can be related to emotional struggles oh yes it can and if you don't believe me look up the ACE study adverse spell that or A-C-E-S adverse childhood experience study um, there's a great TED talks on it and it absolutely is an amazing I'm going to look it up myself I want to read it it's absolutely amazing ACEs study yes. it's the adverse childhood experience study it was done by the CDC and they found people who had certain negative life experiences in childhood correlated into cancers asthma and other medical diabetes and other medical disorders later on in life and that could be somewhat predictable based on their ace score their adverse childhood experience score so in other words bad things that happen to you as a child can be reflected in your medical history oh absolutely that's what you're saying and that's the science to prove it so wow all right dr angel have you enjoyed these four years i have and i really enjoy doing this with you. and i do too with you and we're not stopping we're going on god willing and the creek don't rise we'll be right here again next thursday night at 606 p.m and pete is an amazing engineer and we love working with you brother you're you're a good man and so we appreciate the station lola and everybody that works here giving us this opportunity every single week to be right here live Um, occasionally in a rerun, but only when our schedules don't permit us being here live. So uh, join us again next week. And this has been the fourth anniversary of Go Yard with Dr. Angel. Oh, yeah, and Mama Mac. And we'll see you next week. God bless you. Good night. And make me home. It's down with the old and up with the new. The reset my life take two. On this weary soul I got a new lease on